I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I've heard you're body confident now, Lindsay, after listening to James Smith. Yeah, no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I think that's the best way to be, though. Like, definitely, you know, exactly. start out there, get out of your comfort well, zone. Well, it's related to what we're talking about yeah, today. Yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah. just I'll crack on. In fact, okay. we'll roll straight in from there, Raven. We're rolling dirty from us okay. chatting because this is man baggage. As you can hear, we're already talking. We're already fired up. I'm absolutely buzzing. I've been after Scott Thomas for a while, one of the most bloody successful families in Manchester. They're always doing something. It's just a matter of time till there's the Thomas Academy. All our <laughs> kids are educated there, doing drama and athletics or something. Anyway, we got the best one in my opinion. No disrespect to the other brothers. And uh, love, well, obviously you you came to know uh, Scott as, as being a Love Island superstar. Where he got to give with care there. Uh, and then, a, but sort of multiple businesses, a figure in the Northwest, very successful gentleman. Scott, nice to meet you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What an intro. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, hold on a second. You've not been introduced yet, Lindsay. You don't even exist in our reality. Do you know what, though? Are we actually classed as Manx? Because I feel like we're Cheshire cats now. We're Cheshire cats. We are now. I'm like, I'm Stratford. That's my wife. Sorry, listeners. The defeat, man baggage every episode. We're supposed to be getting into men's minds, but I always have a female auditor to call bullshit on any sexist statements. The voice you can hear that can't even wait to be introduced is my wife, Lindsay Kay, who's now basically going to try and argue that her and Scott are from Cheshire, even though after about <laughs> after about four shots of Zambuca, they'd both be going, come at me, I'll take your fucking yeah. head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's so weird. And people say to me all the time, I've got such a mank accent, but I'm really proud to be from Manchester. Mm. I feel yeah. like we are the best people on the planet. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. going to throw it out yeah. there. I've uprooted my life. I've moved as close to the border as I can tolerate. <laughs> and, uh, but we're, we're in Wilmslow, which means you have to lease a Range Rover and have no food in your fridge. <laughs> Amazing. Basically. Amazing. So the reason, I mean, Scott, there's a million things I could speak to you about, but the reason I picked today's man baggage subject, maturity, is I feel like you were a man who's just completed one stage of your life and now you're in the proper grown-up bit of your life. Today we're talking about a subject that everyone will have an opinion on. 
stubbornness. It controls every aspect of our life from our leaders and their economic policies right through to our relationships and the children we're trying to raise. And the man's head who I'm drilling into for insight is going to be doubly interesting. I'm joined by the one, the only, Dr. Ranj Singh. If you don't know who he is, switch off and fuck off. You've lost my respect. <laughs> but you'll see him all over, as well as being an actual real life doctor that I'm now sort of seeing face to face. Itself a miracle. Uh, you'll see him <laughs> sort of like, you know, Jurassic Park when Richard Attenborough sees a giant dinosaur for the first time <laughs> a gp approaches <laughs> maybe it'll be like jurassic park and you'll evolve ovaries and you could be both male and female gps and breed with yourself and create more oh, who knows anyway dr ranch <laughs> legend you'll see him all over tv in but insightful charming excellent dancer is there nothing this guy can't do we'll soon find out but first of all thank you so much for coming on um oh, my pleasure uh, the other reason i think you're going to be brilliant is normally when i'm asking gendered questions which are triggering on purpose such as are men more stubborn you're going to have such a brilliant insight on this for the amount of men you must get through in surgery in practice where stubbornness almost has a pathology and an nhs page <laughs> of its own in fact one could go as far to argue that stubbornness is one of the leading causes of men in physical death i mean it took my dad i've got a chest pain i'll just ignore that till bye bye in 2003 <laughs> Stubbornness is as deadly as some of the cancers and heart pains that come with it in men. Yeah. We know this. It's yeah, fucking yeah. dangerous. So I'm absolutely fascinated to get your opinion on that. But before we do, Ranch, just in case we drift into sexist generalizations of, well, you know what women are like. We have a strong female <laughs> presence. A lady auditor, Lindsay Kane, is in the house. Well, it's my wife. There's no way of dressing it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about maturity. Just if you're not clear on the definition, listeners, maturity is becoming fully grown or developed, having reached the most advanced stage in a process. So I'm going to jump straight in, Scott, and ask you, are men more mature than women? Um, I would say categorically no. Um, I, it's so weird. I was having this conversation the other day, literally the other day, and I was saying, like, I'm still maturing now. I'm 34, and I remember... Even let's go back to Katie because you mentioned it then. I got with her on Love Island when I was 27 and she was 20 and she was already a lot more mature than me. And I feel like that's always been the case in my life. Like literally I was saying the other day I'm 34, but I kind of, I don't know why, I said that my next girlfriend, I wanted to be around 25, 26. And my mate was like, why? She's not going to be mature. And trust me, at 25, yeah. girls have got all that stuff out of their life that they're ready to sort of settle down and sort of level up in life. Whereas with me, looking back to me when I was on Love Island at 27, I was such a kid. And like 27 is pretty old. I think you should be a lot more mature. Mm. But at 27, I've grown so much in that time period from then. I was very much a kid. And I feel like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, definitely men, I feel like mature a lot later. I mean, Lindsay, I'll get your opinion, then I'm going to jump in with some science on, on this. But what do you think? Do you think men mature more slowly than women? Smell my fart. Yeah, uh, sorry, no. don't answer, sorry. Well, Russell's 12 years older than me, so I'm Shut 34. Um, You're right, Lindsay, we don't need to give actual numbers. Yeah, but um, yeah, so my, I, I, after my last relationship, I was like, the next guy I'd go for is definitely going to be older, more mature, that's sort of been done or, you know, done his life sort of thing and ready to settle down. <laughs> However, I'm with someone that the only thing he laughs at is like fart jokes. So he's really immature in that sense. He'll cry. I'll find him crying. I'm like, what's wrong? And he'll be crying, laughing at a fart. And I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't get it. 
Today, I'm joined by a legend in his own right. Not only is DJ Majestic, or Madge, as I'm going to refer to him for the next 40 minutes or so, a legendary DJ, he does all of Tyson Fury's ring walk music, played to about 90,000 in an arena. So he's not, you're not just like dropping tunes at weddings, Madge. You're absolutely <laughs> smashing it. Well, yeah. It's, Welcome. Thank you. It's a lovely intro, uh, Russell. Um, It'd be the easiest thing in the world for me to sit here with Madge and talk about today's subject and how men process it, particularly given the jobs the pair of us have. But there would be a temptation to drift into sexist generalisations or saying, well, you know what women are like, and we can't have that. So I'm joined by a female auditor, a strong female presence, to call bullshit on any lazy stereotypes or dodgy statistics that I throw out there, mansplaining, as I'm wont to do. And it's none other than Lindsay Kane, wife of me. Who will be helping us out today? How are you, Lindsay? You okay? I'm very good. I'm very good. You all right? I'm glad to hear. Yeah, yeah, not bad. (laughs) Whatever. I'm just hearing noise. So today we're talking about today we're talking about rejection. I'm going to ask you a very general question here, Ranch, but it holds more weight with because of what you do for a living. You'll see middle class, working class, old, young, Gen Z, crusty old boomers. Are men? more stubborn than women, particularly, let's come at it from a health point of view. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, to a large extent, you're correct. So a lot of people assume that I'm a G. I'm not actually a GP, Russell. I work no, no, in no. and I work, no, no. and I work with children, but I do come across a lot of people in healthcare settings. Of course, and in your training, and you must have been with all, seen yeah, all types of patients. Exactly, exactly. And being a bloke myself, last time I checked. Which is never. Who checks their balls? What a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I think stubbornness, if you're going to generalise, yeah, you could say that blokes, males, are are much more likely to exhibit that kind of behaviour. But it's, I I always like to think about where's that feeling coming from? And it's, stubbornness is the inflexibility. It's the resistance to change. And it's the assumption that you are right. (laughs) and you are right whatever you say you do you feel is right and that comes from I think the reason more blokes maybe are prone to this kind of thing is because society makes blokes think that they're always right doesn't it (laughs) Mm. let's be honest if you're a boy you're more likely to be more privileged in many ways you know that whole male privilege thing and and I think that breeds a kind of I call it a slightly toxic trait actually that yeah. boys feel like they're always right. And girls are always going to be the ones who are more, you know, open to change and possibility. Now, we're staying on the commercial uh, side of things at the moment. We will cross over the threshold to the emotional stubbornness in a moment, Lindsay. Don't you worry. <laughs> but do you think that's this sort of male privilege leads to men, whether they be leaders, business people, men in the workplace, going, I'm right, wait and see, hold it out. Yeah, well, like like you say, the emotional side is completely different. So I would agree with what you said, Dr. Rand, in I do think it is different. And I do think that men in, in that sort of position, yeah. So, for example, we've had a live situation in our family where we've just been begging your dad to go for a hearing test for about two years. Oh, yeah. And then we're, please go for it. Whereas with a woman, if you were like, do you know, you've got a slight lump on your temple you might want to get that checked Kelly I'm going tomorrow I'm going to get checked out you do not mess with that I had an auntie who died from breast cancer and boom they're off to the doctor two years of nagging it took to get my father-in-law it wasn't until 
a recent bit of research was published correlating dementia with loss yeah. of hearing, which is fascinating, by the way. Look it up. It appears to be if you're not tuning into the minutiae of conversation and thing around you, you start tuning out generally. The cogs don't get oiled and there's a correlation with dementia. It wasn't until I thrust that under my father-in-law's face we finally got him to Specsavers, confusingly, for a hearing test. And lo and behold, he's now got like the, you know, the DB5000 Bluetooth bad boys in and he's loving life. He can switch, he can switch my mother-in-law off at will and he can also take a phone call right up his cochlea. He's loving it. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rejection, the dismissing or refusing of a proposal, idea, etc. I'm going straight in, Madge. Do you think men handle rejection differently to women? Well, I love that you called me up for the rejection one. <laughs> the, <laughs> the number one reject. Uh, do men handle it differently? Yeah, because again, like everything, what men do, it all becomes very insular with us, doesn't it? It all becomes within. It's something that we, we take in and absorb like, like the sponges that we are. And this is why, you know, mental health has always been a massive taboo with men because everything we carry is a burden on our own, it seems. Obviously, I think it's getting a lot better and we're talking about things today we wouldn't have been doing this 30 years ago. But, yeah, I think when you, being a man, when you get rejected, it's like, right, stiff up a lip, stand up again. Yeah, so what? You know, it goes down to the basics of even back in the day when you're getting rejected by a girl that you liked or something at school, she rejects you all of a sudden. She was a lesbian anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the yeah. stupid <laughs> reply that comes out. Three of mine genuinely turned out to be lesbians, to be fair. Did you turn them? No. They, they gen- <laughs> I think they they 
preferred lesbianism to dating me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think straight away when we get rejected, we we put on a facade. Uh, we don't go, oh god, you know, that's something I really wanted. I'm I'm really feeling it, and we don't process it. We we react and attack almost sometimes when we get rejected. Oh, it's their fault. You know, fuck it. I didn't want to do it anyway. Lindsay, would you agree with that? I don't know, you know, I would probably slightly disagree, but maybe it's because I'm living with Ross, who, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's really good at rejection, but I think in his job, naturally, he's... <laughs> I'm he's literally be- professional at it. Yeah, you know, I but, turned professional about 10 years yeah, of rejection. But, but that's the thing, and I think, <laughs> I think women probably, I'm not saying all women, and I say I, with age, have gotten better with rejection, but I think women tend to maybe take it a little bit more personal, I think. But I'd, I would say that men would tend to take rejection better than a woman. Well, you, how are you at handling rejection then, Lynn? Do you think you're good at it or not? Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think probably a lot of what females tend to do is... So, so I had something recently where I was basically sort of had an opportunity, said, you know, so far out of my comfort zone, I'm going to go for it, push myself, you know, uh, said yes to it. And then it was like, OK, yeah, we want to introduce you and blah, blah, blah. And then... And then it went, the phone lines went quiet and I'm like, hmm, this doesn't, I've been in like, I know how Russell's world works, like maybe, you know, anyway, it turns out that they, they'd gone with somebody else. And it was like, I'm not taking that personally because at, at the end of the day, it's just, I wasn't the right fit at that time. I think a lot of it comes down to timing as well. But I think, um, I think, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really take it personally because it was just, oh, they had someone that was more willing to do other stuff than I was. So I, you know, it's just one of those things. Right, so before Twitter lights up, because we've dared to even acknowledge gender exists for some of us, there is some scientific information, finally something on gender that can be measured on an MRI scanner. And based on all the psychological research, all the things we can talk to men and all the sociological research, and crucially, the study of the frontal lobe, which is the bit of your brain that deals with emotional maturity, the bit that enables... Scott and I to look at a girl crying because someone's cheated on her and our hearts twinge a bit as well. I bet that fucking, that bit, that empathetic mirror neurons they're called that make us feel what other people feels. What age, Lindsay, do you think that finishes growing in men? Isn't it in the 40s? 43. Yeah, I was just about to say. You've got nine years to go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, to be fair, I feel like I've always been a bit, a little bit like sort of emotionally mature, if I'm honest. Like in terms of, like I can be a bit of a joker and have a laugh and everything else. But when it comes to something serious, I feel like I can have those deep conversations. I think for me, maturity, I'm talking about in terms of, responsibilities in my life, like not wanting to take on responsibilities. Like for Mm -hmm. example, my finances, like all the things like getting my house in order, all these things that I probably should have done like in my mid twenties, I'm kind of doing them all now because I never kind of wanted to take on responsibilities. And I'm still single. My twin brother, for example, has got a wife, two kids, um, the dogs, the full well, works. The two kids are genetically yours anyway, so don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, that is your weird, twins. The yeah. job done. So you've got to. <laughs> I get all the best bits. Exactly, I've got the best bits. But yeah, I feel like for me, it's not been about being emotionally mature in terms of that. It's more about the responsibility thing. And I think that's something I'm having to take on board now as I get a little bit older. And, and it's scary because... Like, I just like the fact of just living life day to day sometimes and everything else. But when you've got businesses and everything else, I've been forced, if I'm honest, to kind of level up across the board. And I think that's what's been the most difficult thing for me. But I feel like in terms of having deep conversations, I can switch that on because I have got that emotional side to me. But do you find those conversations difficult, Russell? No, I mean, our deep conversations I've been doing since I was 
15, 16, around the, either in Ibiza or around the Dungeons and Dragons board. I'm one of those <laughs> weird people that both goes Ibiza and is a nerd. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a hybrid. Wow, okay. I'm a hybrid. Nice. I can talk prime numbers or Gjeldem, no problem. Amazing. Um, but I think what I'm saying is whether it's an inability to bring responsibility into your life or an inability to settle down or or stay with one woman or have that emotional maturity, doesn't. I don't think I'm talking about depth of conversation. I'm talking about that ability to lose that fear of settling down. And the reason why it's not just you, it's across the board with men. I mean, I was uh, 36, 37 when I, when I met Lindsay and was finally ready to start settling down, is the front part of our brain is slower to grow. And I know, forgive me, regular listeners, because we've gone over some of this science before, but the, they think the, it's re, the reason a woman's brain basically does nothing past 30 and is almost fully developed by 20 is because... Back in the day when we were evolving, if we'd been in tribes, when Denton mm. was still like a wild plane where we'd go hunting and shit across from Denton to Wivenshaw looking for antelope. The reason is men who were more emotionally mature died quicker because you were like, I'm not going to throw a spear into the guy from Cheadle, man. You know, what's his, what's his story? Boom, dead. So I think we've got a slight problem here with stubbornness and strength being muddled together in some people's heads. And if we talk about strength, that's seen, yeah. rightly or wrongly, ladies, gentlemen, and theys, as a masculine trait. I stood my yes. ground, I held my yes. strength, I didn't give way, biceps bulging, holding off. So if stubbornness is a sign of masculinity, is it any surprise that men like to hold their ground and be stubborn because they feel more manly from it. That Could that be something else that's feeding it? Absolutely. Like it goes back to that point of where's it come from? It's about boys being put in a pedestal, boys being told that they're right, boys being told that they have to be a certain way, they have to be in charge, they have to be the leaders. And, and it breeds that kind of stubborn inflexibility that goes with it. I'm right, I'm the man, I'm the big man, and therefore I'm in charge and I'm the one who's gonna be, who basically can't be wrong. That, fortunately, I think, particularly with younger people nowadays, is changing. I think our ideas of masculinity are changing. I'm very conscious of the fact that we're having a very binary conversation here yeah. when it comes to, you know, we're talking about genders as uh, male and female. And we have to acknowledge that life isn't that simple. No. Nope. Um, and fortunately, I think our ideas and feelings around masculinity are changing as well. But it comes from... There's that traditional view, isn't there? There's this narrative that we need to change that blokes are always told that they're right. I don't know if you've read any Mo Guddalt. His books are brilliant. He's been on Bartlett twice. And I think it's better to talk about this. Traditionally masculine and feminine traits. So it doesn't matter whether you're a boy or a girl or somewhere in between. There are traits, just like in French, there are masculine and feminine nouns. There are tropes and traits in our culture which are perceived or taken as yeah. historically masculine or, or feminine. And these have an effect yeah. depending on your body identity and your gender identity and all of that. So it's maybe a safer mm. way, but I'm not shy about using provocative generalizations on you if it gets to a nuanced discussion. Sometimes you've got to yeah. be a bit of a Jeremy Clarkson to end up <laughs> as a non-Clarkson. I was trying to think of a, a good example then as a Caroline Lucas. Um, what about making change, Linz? I think men are worse at making change so stubbornness where they stick to 
a certain way or a certain mode or a certain relationship. And I think women are sometimes more flexible with that. I mean, you see it on a most basic level. I even used to have a stand-up routine about it. Those of us that are lucky enough to hang on to our hair, monoxidil, derma rolling, different podcasts, is uh, men seem to develop what I call hair and music freeze around about 40 or 50 with whatever hairstyle they've got, they'll have until they die. They'll like the music they like. <laughs> They'll have the friends they like. And everything sort of freezes. Whereas you'll see an old lady in her 80s changing her hair, trying new things, going off around the world. She might even remarry. Women just seem to be more fle- <laughs> flexible, don't they, Lindsay? Don't you think, when it comes to change? I, th- I think they're possibly flexible, but I don't know. The females in our... We're very female-led in our family. We've got this... The men, you know, f- there's not many of them around and we-, we are very strong-willed and very stubborn. I feel like I've gotten better and I'm I'm less... I'm not as stubborn as I used to be, am I, Russell? Like, from 10 years ago, oh, dear. I'm not as bad. no. no. Um, what did we rehearse? No, darling, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... Read from the script, I'll fucking hurt you. <laughs> okay, that's the end of part one of my bulging baggage best of. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.